HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. Hi, this is Joe Campanelli, the host of In the Drink. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. And director is Dave Bushwick, Brooklyn. And hello to all my English-speaking friends. Today is a Lucha Libre spectacular. I can't believe it. I'm Mike. And today I am Mike, the main event, Edison, because we're representing Fighting Spirit Wrestling. That's right. The best indie wrestling promotion in the world right here in the county at Kings. But sitting in the Judy McGuire chair is my old friend and former co-host, the great... Patrick Martins. What's up, Patrick? It didn't say chair in the intro. It just said Judy <laughs> McGuire. Thanks. And Judy, who continues to be on permanent vacation. And Patrick, of course, is uh, the co-author. I collaborated with him on the on the book, The Carnivore's Manifesto. So today we've got meat and wrestling. Hey, Liz in the booth, is that too much testosterone for you? Can you handle it? Can you dig it? I think this in a wrestling match, this book could take out any other book. Only a few books would take it out. I think that as foreign objects go, I'm going to say things you can hit people. We're going to be discussing this and other other important topics. What are the best things to hit someone over the head with, Patrick? Well, and not of course, this book. It's uh, too, it's not. It doesn't have enough. Hem- it's, it's pretty heavy. What wrestler? That chapter, would this that book? chapter about the cow is pretty heavy. What wrestler <laughs> would this book be? That's my question. That's a very good question. Let's ask our esteemed guests, of course, right here they for uh, all you kids on Radio Land who don't know. I've recently got the greatest gig of all time, a childhood dream come true. I am the color commentator for Fighting Spirit Wrestling, again, right here in the County of Kings, Brooklyn. It is the greatest independent wrestling promotion in the world, and I'm here with the play-by-play man, my partner, the ace, Dante Jace. Hey, Mike. Very nice to be here. I'm happy to be here. Patrick, good seeing you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 <laughs> we're here with the champ himself, and if you were here, you could see he's got the 10 pounds of gold, he's got the strap, he's got the 
belt that everybody wants, the Fighting Spirit Wrestling Championship belt. Let's hear it for Ian Alwyn. Yeah, he's got some guns on those arms, too, man. Just a quick correction, 15 pounds of gold. (laughs) Right. I like that, too. It's bigger and better than those chumps over in the corporate wrestling world, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, who've only been, you know, for uh, you Johnny-come-latelys, Ham and Eggers, and jabronis out there who only remember the Junkyard Dog from Saturday Morning TV, Ian, why don't mm-hmm. you tell us about Fighting Spirit Wrestling and how you became the greatest champion in the world? I'll tell you something, Mike. Fighting Spirit Wrestling is the most powerful wrestling promotion going in Brooklyn today. Hmm. Not only Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Now, a lot of people, like you said, they only know the Junkyard Dog, and they only know Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. Chumps! Chumps. But, like this guy said over here, Patrick. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) The Meat Man. Yes. Patrick the Meat Man. That's his gimmick. He's a Meat Man. (laughs) Fighting Spirit Wrestling is the most powerful promotion right now in Brooklyn. We're on the rise, and uh, we are are headed to be household names, just like the, the Junkyard Dog and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Everyone worldwide will know the name of Ian Aldwin sooner than later. And I believe it. Let me tell you something. Patrick. I love Junkyard Dog. Oh, well, you would. You and would. I eat beef jerky because of Randy. <laughs> it's true. I, I have snapped into a Slim Jim business, <laughs> just based on that commercial. Anytime I leave the five boroughs, basically that's my diet. But uh, we're also here to tell you about that Fighting Spirit Wrestling is coming to Queens next week, April 25th, at the Elm, uh, the Elmcore Center, right? Yes, that's right. And it is a Lucha Libre extravaganza where you will see the stars of Fighting Spirit Wrestling and a whole host of others. Dante, who else is coming on the bill next week? Oh, a whole bunch of legends are going to be there. We're going to have Chavo Guerrero Jr. He's going to be taking on Whiplash in a Battle of the Frog Splashes. There's going to be Blue Demon Jr., the legendary Lucha Libre star from Mexico, taking on Joel Maximo. There's going to be the FBI, the Sandman. I love the Sandman. I got. I got to say, best gimmick in history. What is it? Throw sand in the, the Sandman. No, his gimmick is he's like asshole at bar who wants to start a fight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's the best gimmick ever. I'd say. Right, say the best entrances in wrestling. It's like the Undertaker and the Sandman. Is yes. he like drunk uncle? <laughs> he's a guy who like comes in smoking cigarettes with a pool cue, ready to bust your ass. His entrances are like three, four minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. He comes in with beer and he'll share the beer with you. So. It's a good time for everybody. So, uh, who do you uh, who do you dominate? I mean, who's your greatest nemesis? Is that a serious question? You have no nemesis. <laughs> dominate know. everyone. Everyone. There has not been a competitor that has stepped into that ring that I have not destroyed. Now, I mind you, when I mean destroy, talking about less than ten minutes. <laughs> Nobody on the indie scene is doing that right now. Nobody in professional wrestling is doing that right now. Brock Lesnar's in WWE is not doing that right now. Suplex City, bitch. No. Ian Aldwin is here. No Suplex City. Just destroying competitors. Hands down. He just, I believe he just called Brock Lesnar a bitch. What do you think about that, Ace? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. I think Brock Lesnar should take Ian Aldwin up on that challenge. I'd like to see that fight. I'd pay money to see that. I'd like been, him it, to it, s- lose again. As soon as the FSW network comes to my to my Roku box, I'll, I'll be wa- watching that. Uh, I've been, you know, we've been doing this for a few months now since I got this gig. Really been enjoying, and we work mostly at a Sunset Park, Brooklyn. And I gotta say, the fans are are the greatest fans in in the history of wrestling. They are. They really are. They, um, you know, they're very passionate. They uh, they speak their mind. They're very very um, involved in uh, our events. Um, and, uh, you know, we really thrive off of that. And um, uh, I've never experienced, I've traveled everywhere, uh, all across the, the United States, and I've never witnessed fans that were so devoted and so passionate about something before than here in Brooklyn. I truly, I truly believe, and um, the wrestling fans shall inherit the earth. 
They should. Well, in fact, as a wrestling fan, do you? Uh, what's been your signature submission move, and uh, do you have any new ones that we might be uh, seeing unveiled in Queens? Well, if uh, you keep asking stupid questions like that, <laughs> I might uh, have to slap a submission on right now. But um, yeah, my my signature move is uh, called the final chapter. It's more of like a reverse Phil Nelson slam, and uh, I usually don't need that many submissions. That that move pretty much puts everybody down. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I do do submissions, I will tell you this, though. I am a very, very big Iron Sheik fan, so I do do the camel clutch mm-hmm. as often as I can. Have That's you guys seen the documentary on the Iron Sheik yet? Uh, Sheik, which is I on have. Netflix now and features um, our good friend who's been a, a pretty regular guest here, Keith Elliott Greenberg, uh, who is the author of uh, Rick, he co-authored Ric Flair's book as well as a book uh, with the Iron Sheik that apparently is going to come out. Uh, the story is originally the first version. Um, a little heavy on the whores and drugs. I didn't, didn't get quite past the WWE uh, championship board, but apparently that book is going to be out soon. And Keith also wrote a great book with Freddie Blassie, who, uh, of course, uh, the Ayatollah Blassie was the manager of the Iron Sheik. And I love in the Iron Sheik documentary, and he just says it flat out, Iron Sheik, get more heat, any man alive. And this was a guy, right. Patrick, who was hated. He, he was the exact opposite of you, okay? Yeah. Okay, he I wasn't candy ass. He wasn't pandering. He didn't you know, really have friends like everywhere like you do. This guy was just fucking hated. <laughs> that's, how you put, that's how you sell tickets. That's how you sell tickets. And he was real, too. That's why he was so hated, because he spoke the truth. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. They didn't script his promos like they do now. Mm-hmm. He went out there. He said what was on his mind. And it was magic. Well, he got turned. I think what really happened was um, during the Iranian hostage crisis. I mean, he's legit from uh, Iran. I mean, he is from Tehran, Iran, and he was a wrestling star there before he came to the United States. But during the hostage crisis, when he went on TV, this is uh, in Georgia. This is like Mid Atlantic Wrestling out of, out of Georgia, I think. And he just said, "Iron Sheik, take no hostages. Iron Sheik, kill them all." <laughs> and that's some fucking heat, man. There's I mean, a new, this is a guy uh, who you know couldn't go to go to a, a match without like seriously threat. You know. A serious threat of being stabbed, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the uh, the Adam Mover, right? The the Adam Melder, the Adam Catcher. That that's the new wrestler coming out of Iran, right? <laughs> He's like a nuclear bomb. That I like guy. that gimmick, a nuclear scientist from Iran. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I got to say, we were talking about Count it earlier. I'm really happy that there's finally like a, like a, a, a Russian guy back. You know, I, I miss the unrepentant communists of you know of, of the 80s when the Cold War, the Reagan era, and finally they got 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 this guy. He made his entrance at WrestleMania on a Soviet tank. Yeah, well, Pretty stylish. Rusev was a giant of a man, but I think Ian Oldman might even be bigger and tougher than he is. I'll tell you, I would, I would die for a chance with any of these guys in a dark alley. They would not come out alive, I'll tell you that. But I will tell you this about the Rusev uh, character. It's, it's refreshing because when you're <laughs> such... It is refreshing. When you're it? from a, f- a foreign country and, and you legitimately are grown up hating the United States and that character bleeds through, it is the best heat you can get. I will say it till the day I die. The foreign wrestlers get the best heat no matter what. And they, they can go out there, mumble some shit in their language, and they'll be booed out of the building. <laughs> I'm going to be the Canadian. Wow. The hated Canadian. Well, you know, Canada no, you is, Canada is Canada. actually pretty robust territory for, for, for wrestlers, right? Yeah, a lot Brett, of... Brett Hart back in the 90s was a famous Canadian, and he actually had um, a gimmick where he was hated for a while for being Canadian in the United States, but in all the other countries, they loved him. Hmm. Wouldn't it have been great if Hulk Hogan was really from Canada? 
I'll call what are you talking about, brother? <laughs> <laughs> that stupid lumbering doofus Hogan. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I'm glad to see him fall. I, mean, I, I was sure after I pretty much collapsed his career single-handedly when I was the editor of Main Event that Hogan sucks. You know, all his say your prayers, stay in school. Not my kind of people. People, Ian, I don't like it. That's you know what right. Roddy Piper told me one time? He says, you know, Hogan's such a chump. He, he wears his spandex when he mows the lawn. That's the kind of asshole Hogan is. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I would have loved. I would have loved the chance to slap the vitamins right out of Hulk Hogan's mouth. <laughs> I never bought into that bullshit. Let me tell you, if you want to succeed in the wrestling business, you destroy, you assess, and you attack. That is the only way you will survive in this business, and that's exactly what Ian Oldwin does. I like how he puts destroy first, then <laughs> assess and attack. That's right. That's right. It's kind of like the sustainable food uh, racket, don't you think, uh, Patrick? That's funny. It's kind of like the uh, nonprofit radio business, don't you think, Aaron in the booth? Um, I'll tell you what, Aaron in the booth. Wait, do we have a challenge here? We, I, we, we might, because our, our challenged? executive director is here. Um, uh-oh, Liz is saying, uh-oh, she may have fled in fear from from the champion. But listen, we're here with the heroes of Fighting Spirit Wrestling. I she am, wins of course, Mike Maidavan Edison. We're here. If you also, beat her, she'll cancel his show. And, uh, and the champ, Ian Alden. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to listen to a little tune I put together just for you. I like to hurt people. We'll be right back here on the Heritage Radio Network live from the brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to take the challenge? The challenge. These guys are going to kick your ass. Come on down, baby. Bring it. Are you really ready to take the challenge? I give you the locomotive of hurt. Sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. 
We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Holy cow, we're back. Can you dig it? I'm here. Mike, the main event, Edison, with the co-host, with the most, Patrick Martins, author of The Carnivore's Manifesto, the big book of meat. He's a meat man, M-E-A-T-M-A-N. And the heroes of fighting spirit wrestling. And we're here with the champion, Aldwin. All right, and my... Correction. Heroes and one villain, Ian Aldwin. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, my partner in crime, the ace, Dante Jace, who does play-by-play, uh, the eloquent Dante Jace. What's happening, buddy? Well, everything's good. I'm happy to be here with all the stars of Fighting Spirit Wrestling. We actually just had a whole bunch of more stars come in here. Joel Maximo is here, the owner of El <laughs> And we also you have me. We also have the indestructible Joe Attell, and Chris Rex is here as well. Holy cow, it's, it's, it's going to be like a wrecking zoo in here anytime. So we're talking about coming to Lucha Libre in Queens next Saturday night on April 25th. And uh, But Patrick, I know, yeah. Patrick, you, you're, you're... I had a question. You had I a mean, question, I know you did. How do you uh, you dominate this league uh, to such a degree? Uh, is there a secret, like a diet? <laughs> Patrick wants to sell you some meat. If I could eat human flesh, I would, I'll tell you that. <laughs> But you see, me, I'm more of a steak and potatoes guy. You know, uh, I don't do protein shakes. I'm a carnivore. Nice. And I'm always starving. <laughs> so if you wanna, if you wanna keep a body like this, I suggest you get to the next super, the the supermarket down the block and go get yourself a nice steak. Oh, the supermarket, Patrick. What do you have to say about that? You know, this is a guy who sells, you know, um, mom and pop farmed, you know. I'm not. Mad. Mean, I'm not going to get physical right now. I'm not going to. Patrick, get I think that was. I think he's. I think. I think he's, he's challenging you there with his supermarket. You know, big agriculture. You know, steak. Patrick, he's going to sit there and take that. I Listen. mean, I thought you were talking about small family farm stuff. If you're defending factory <laughs> farms, then I have a beef with you, if you will. <laughs> if you ever try to serve me grass-fed steak, oh! Oh! I will kick your ass up and down this studio. God, what is that saying? This, this, this is the Sacre Bleu. <laughs> this, 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 this is uh, heresy here on the Heritage Radio. What about Joel? How are you, how are you keeping that girlish figure? What are you, what are you eating? What? <laughs> oh, what's what's, what's your diet? Lots of steak, but I'm, you seem more like a... Uh, like a rice and beans kind of guy. <laughs> well, you've got a big match coming up uh, this week at the Elmcore Center in Queens. Of course, again, that's April 25th, coming up this Saturday, yeah. uh, the Lucha Libre Extravaganza. And who are you going to be taking on and uh, presumably decimating this Saturday night? Yeah, we. Um, I'm taking on Blue Demon Jr., the legendary Blue Demon Jr., and uh, it's a first time, first time encounter between me and him. Um, and I'm planning to rip his mask off and um, expose his face to, to the world. Wow. Oh, man. Joel, I mean, that's a big show of disrespect to a Lucha Libre competitor. You really want to rip the mask off of Blue Demon Jr.? That's what we do at Fighting Spirit Wrestling, man. We always su- surprise our fans with... Uh, with um, diversity, you know? Uh, this man does not respect his opponent, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me wrong, man. I, I respect the legacy, but, um, you know, uh, unlike, unlike Blue Demon Jr., I had to go out there and bust my ass. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I, I mean, like, but he he does know oh. of his father's shadow. You you're know? saying he just got handed it. He just got handed that mask, and that's it. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Oye, hijo, toma, and that's it. That's, that's a career. Hey, man. I, I, oh. I, mean, I, 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 I had to go through things that uh, that I know for a fact that would have broke him. Doing his career, you know? Well, everybody in this room, of course, knows you as one tough motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, but to the people out there who don't know you, and like, again, some of our some of our uh, listeners here at Arts and uh, Seizures, and definitely emphasis on the seizures over the arts section of today's program, um, don't know about the independent wrestling circuit. 
You know, they, they grew up with uh, the WWF, you know, and, okay. and lunchboxes and bendy toys and a whole different world. What can you, what can, that's, that's Aaron or Madam Executive Director waving there. It's just, yeah, that's me, Junkyard Dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what can you tell them that makes us different, the Fighting Spirit Wrestling promotion and independent wrestling that makes it better and different than, you know, than the corporate variety? Well, um, the heart and the guys that um, we bred at the Ludus Wrestling Center, um, we show more of an in-your-face type of wrestling. It's not like, you know, very colorful at all. We, um, we, we, it's, it's almost like a fight, you know. We, we mixed up the styles of Lucha Libre, Japanese wrestling, and uh, so-called the American style, and uh, we made our, our own. Yeah, I want to say that the couple of months that me and Mike have been calling the matches, these have been some of the greatest and most exciting, exciting matches that I've seen. It's and been you, some of the most exciting months of your life. Let's, put, let's just be honest. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you compare it, you watch like Monday Night Raw or something, and it's nothing compared to this stuff. It's some of the greatest wrestling that I've ever seen. Give us a play-by-play, a reenact the play-by-play of uh, one I, of the I, best moments. The come best on. moment's going to come when Ian clubs you over the head with a grass-fed steak. <laughs> oh, grass-fed steak. Those are super tender, no problem. So who else is going to be on? We're talking once again about Lucha Labor next week. Tell us again. Um, we've got uh, Joe and Chris here. What are you guys are working next week? What are we going to see? What's happening? Uh, I mean, everything's not really finalized. I'm definitely going to be at the show. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of my problems with Ian in the end, so um, I've been looking to see him there this Saturday. Uh-oh. We'll see what happens. I'm, saying, I'm feeling a little, a little heat between these two characters. I was afraid when you guys came in and I had to get out of a folding chair because uh, we were going to discuss, and this is... Um, this just would got be, medium rare in here real fast. This would be the arts of the arts and seizure, and that is, and we could all discuss this, like, like human beings, what is the best thing to hit someone over the head with? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm going to say, I'm just going to go out there and say a folding chair has got to be number one, followed probably by the championship belt. And I'm going to go for number three with a television monitor. What do you think about that, Ian? <laughs> I, uh, my, my personal favorite is a, a nice, sturdy garbage can because you can get some of the best dents into a garbage can with a cranium. It's amazing. Yeah, I remember and I did that to you. Uh oh! Listen, listen. uh oh! He's just sour because I took this uh, shiny gold belt from him uh, a couple months ago. But um, yeah, I definitely would say a garbage can would be my favorite. Garbage can is cool. (laughs) Some people store the stuff under the actual uh, rink, right? Or the what's it called? That takes some great planning, (laughs) Ed. I will always amaze. I got. I got to say, you were doing some nice work with chairs. Uh, the last time we saw you wrestle in uh, Brooklyn, you had a very you had a flair with chairs. I gotta say, in fact, I'm having my kitchen redone. Maybe you'd like to come over and take a look. Uh, maybe we can talk about redoing my kitchen. Yeah, yeah. As long as uh, <laughs> as long as this jabroni's there, I'll definitely uh, I'll be there, no problem. Yeah, but uh, the chairs are also another personal favorite. You know, you could uh, you could open it up and you could throw somebody through it. You could hit somebody over the head with it. You could choke somebody with it. You could open it and sit on somebody with it. It's it's. It's got to be my number two favorite. Okay, I'm going to also put up there, um, I saw back, in, back at the, um, the Elks Lodge in Queens, saw a lot of creativity. Um, a child's uh, lawnmower toy, I thought was pretty good. I thought that was creative, one of the old hardcore matches. But maybe the best, I believe, think it was Bubba Dudley, who actually made, went to the concession stand and made a plate of nachos. Like from scratch. <laughs> you start, you know, start with a plate, start with nachos, some cheese, a little garnish of jalapenos. It was like when Bugs Bunny makes the cake just to crush somebody with it. It was beautiful. A moment frozen in time. And that's, that's why I love wrestling, Dante. Because yeah. wrestling, you know, it has its own set of rules. Like where you can hit a man over the head with a plate of nachos. And to me, that speaks of freedom. It definitely does, Mike. <laughs> I think wrestling is one of the greatest forms of entertainment in the world. And that's because it's for everybody. Anybody can go to a wrestling match and enjoy it on any level. 
I mean, I'm an actor. I do theater all the time. And wrestling is also a form of live theater. They're great athletes. They're great entertainers, actors, and everything all rolled into one. You go and see a Fighting Spirit wrestling show, and you're going to have the time of your life. Well, Who did you study under? Uh, actually, the unpredictable Johnny Rods trained me. And, uh, yeah, so I used to wrestle a while ago under him. That's a legend, Patrick, the unpredictable yes, no, one. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> he certainly was, and he, he still is. Right now, I'm behind the microphone, though, and uh, it's much safer, I'll tell you that. I don't have to get in the ring and get beat up by these behemoths. Do you realize you're sitting next to Ian Aldwin? I don't think it's much safer at all, don't you? <laughs> well, I am a little bit scared, Ian, i got to admit that. Yeah, i you've got, I got to say, some of your some of your play-by-play has seemed a little a little biased, though, Dante. i, I got to say, I mean, you seem, I don't know, you seem to be a guy who has a very strict interpretation of the rules. Well, the thing is, I like guys who follow the rules. Oh, I just God. don't like it. So I look at it like when Ugh. when a guy needs to pull out a foreign object to win. That's called why? strategy. No. That's called savvy. That's called wrestling smarts. Why do you have to do that? Can't you just win under the rules and under the parameters of the rule book? What planet are you from? Come on, you got to listen to the ref, respect the ref, respect oh. the... Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. See, Joel agrees. What do you think about that, Ian? It seems like a very, very naive attitude to me. To answer your question... If the ref doesn't see it, it never happened. That's right. And me, as a professional journalist behind the mic with many years of experience, I'm just calling it like I see it. And, of course, if I don't see it, I make it up. But I'm telling you right now, I've, I've seen an awful lot. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And the most important thing is always cheat. That's right. Any chance you can get. As soon as that ref turns around, you're getting hit with something. You're getting hit with a low blow. You're getting hit with a steel chair. You're getting hit with a... Uh, championship title, anything. What happens? What happens? If the nachos. What happens if the referee is not distracted, Ian, and you have to actually wrestle to get a win? Well, yeah, as if. If, if you could check my, <laughs> if you could check my track record. All right, I actually have. I haven't uh, had it too many problems uh, winning on my Mike, own. Mike Edison. As far as I know, talent will be in the building. They disrespect the talent last show. And uh, he wants he wants a title shot. Joy Tell will be in the building. He wants a title shot. Mike Verna will be in the building, and he wants a title shot. Joel, they so all Ian want Oldwin, title shots. Ian Oldwin has his hands full. <laughs> they want what Saturday he's night, got. April 25th. Yes, exactly. So I have my hands full with 15 pounds of gold because I am FSW's heavyweight championship. Anybody that wants a title shot, rather it be Verna, uh, uh, Talon, Joe Tell. I will destroy them all. Now, let's go back and rewind this a little bit. A couple of months ago, Joe Attell was the champion. He stepped into the ring with Ian Oldwin. Boom, down he went. Mike Verna, the month before that, stepped into the ring with Ian Oldwin. Boom, down he went. Now, Talon stepped into the ring at the wrong time. Ian Oldwin and the end came out, and we embarrassed him. We shaved his signature goatee that he had on his face for two years because that's what we do. We humble people. And anyone at Lucha Libre Extravaganza will be humbled and will be destroyed at the hands of the end. I can't wait. And that is the Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre Extravaganza, April 25th. That's next Saturday at the Elmcore Center in Queens. I can't wait. Dante, you're going to be there sitting next to me calling the play-by-play again? Definitely, I will be there. I hope all you fans join us as well. And, I want you, and we work together. I want you to listen to me. I want you to watch. I want you to learn. You're a very smart kid. You, you've, got, you've, got, you've got a lot going for you. But, 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 but I think I can groom you into a true professional wrestling journalist. Well, thank you, Mike. I respect your opinion, but I also have a little bit of a problem with you what? 
seemingly rooting, rooting for the bad guys at no, times. No, I'm absolutely objective. Absolutely I, objective. I'm a journalist. I'm an. I, 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 I'm, I'm outraged. I'm, I'm outraged and appalled and shocked that you would even suggest such a thing that I'd be less than objective. Is Aaron Fairbanks back in the house there, Miss Madam Director? No, she cut the scene. She's terrified because she will. Because that's who I really fear. Okay, <laughs> that's who I fear. Aaron Fairbanks. Who will have my, she'll have my head on a plate if I don't remind everybody that Heritage Radio Network is member supported. So if you're at home on your internet machine listening to the heroes of fighting spirit wrestling and the villains and the villain and the champ and Patrick Martins, of course. I hope um, if there is a new winner, I hope he'll be friendlier to the grass-fed movement, the grass-fed <laughs> beef movement, but less it, factory farms. But don't forget to push the button that says donate or be a member. And, uh, and if you do, and if you send enough money, uh, the champ's going to come over and kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, though, Joel, why don't you tell everybody where we can find Fighting Spirit Wrestling on the internet and one more time where we can uh, come see it all happen live at the Lucha Libre Spectacular. Our website is on www.fightingspiritwrestling.com. Our YouTube link is uh, F- um, FSW Power. And uh, come down Saturday night, man. Enjoy good wrestling at um, uh, 107-20 Northern Boulevard. That's the Uncle Center. We're going to have a great time. I mean, we have tons of stars. Chavo Guerrero Jr., Blue Demon Jr., the FBI, Jerry Lynn, Sandman, Joe Gardner, and the list goes on, man. It, 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 is, it is spectacular. And La Parca, yes. <laughs> WCW La Parca, the original Parca. Well, and, I, uh, the Twitter is FSW Ludus, and, uh, and uh, Facebook is on Fighting Spirit Wrestling. Right on. Well, I can't believe it. And as always, it has been the fastest half hour on the internet today. <laughs> so for everybody from Fighting Spirit Wrestling, good to see you, champ. Good to see you. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully uh, break some next next week. And my partner in crime, Dante the Ace. Thank you for having Chase me, Mike. and Patrick. Thanks again, dude. It's You're good one of the you. top 39 shows on the network, Mike. I and always say. I, 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 I owe it all to you. Don't forget to buy the Carnivore's Manifesto. Please follow me on Twitter at MrMikeEdison.com. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.